2: what's going on everybody this is bgn radio episode number 269 nice or is it jimmy is it just called the podcast <laughs> uh i am jimmy kemsky as brandon just said uh with phillyvoice.com he is brandon Lee of bleeding of com, also of bgn radio <laughs> which is the name of this podcast which i referred to on twitter earlier today simply as the podcast, because as we are all aware, this is the only podcast that exists on the planet. So uh let's get right to the notes. Eagles, well, not right to the notes. Eagles are 3-0 and now in joint practices under Nick Sirianni. They beat the Patriots in joint practices last year. They beat the Jets in joint practices last year. And now they have beaten... The Cleveland Browns in joint practices three and zero under Nick Sirianni. Brandon, what's going on, buddy? Six total
1: practices in there, but you're you're doubling up the you're, you're counting them both together. I'm
2: going to overall joint practice okay sessions, not day by day.
1: I think that's fair. I would say since I'm a hater, not the best quality of opponents they could be going up against. Last the Browns year, Browns going to be bad this year, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big (laughs) takeaway from this training camp. But to the Eagles' credit, like they did last season, they took care of the bad teams. That's what I think they did here in this training camp. Patriots wound
2: up being better than I thought they were going to be based on what we saw in joint practices against them.
1: Yes, but their starting quarterback was a guy at the time in those practices who was not even basically on a roster for much of last year in Cam Newton. And then a rookie, Mac Jones. Um, Yes. Anyway, uh, exciting show to get to today. Before we do... Jimmy, righteous felon craft turkey. Go to dot Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Limited time. Eventually it's going to go back down to BGN15. So why not do it now and get BGN20 for 20% off at righteous felon.com.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Where should we start?
1: You want to you want to you want first note today? Sure, Jimmy. Um I thought the Eagles defense, especially later on in practice, I think played pretty well. I think that's yeah. kind of the story of today. The Eagles were in a situation where their first team defense was on the field. And I guess the scenario from my understanding was that the Browns were trailing by eight points and, you know, needed a touchdown and a two point mm-hmm. conversion to tie the game, send it into overtime. And they very much did not do that. Uh note not worth worth noting here that Jacoby Bristet was the starting quarterback for this series. The Browns' offense ended up going the wrong way, uh, between penalties and of their own, and then some good plays by the Eagles' defense. I thought Asan Reddick showed up in a big way, got a sack yeah, on Kobe Brissett. It uh, might have been a strip sack in a real game because Brissett was kind of throwing as Reddick got into the area there, and then uh, and then uh, so probably a sack, but the ball went downfield anyway, and Marcus Epps knocked it down. So even on a play where the offense kind of got like a free shot that they shouldn't have, Mm -hmm. Eagles still capitalized on that. Um, so that was really good. Uh, yeah, I think that's the story is that the Eagles defense looked pretty good.
2: For sure. Uh, they were on the far side of the field from where we were sort of stationed early in camp, early in practice that day today. Um, Whatever, <laughs> so like it was a little harder to see the defense play than it was the offense, which was right in front of us. But I did have my binoculars out, and I was trying to keep an eye on the Eagles' defense throughout the day. And the the the, the guy who really stood out to me in the earlier part of the day in eleven on elevens was Josh Sweat, who was just making play after play uh, in the backfield. I, again, didn't have the I couldn't see exactly what was happening on this play, so I can't give. You know details like he had a like a hand chop and then a rip Mm -hmm. and then a push pull move kind of thing. But I could see him getting into the backfield and very quickly, and you know not just because he was unblocked or whatever, but beating his man. He had two sacks that I could see. Right, looked like he had at least two other uh, tackles for loss. Um, And he's a guy that we haven't really talked about much. I don't think like we've mentioned him, but he's a guy that is sort of entering the tier of of player on the Eagles roster where we don't talk about him that much because we kind of already know what he can do. I know I'm a little higher probably on Josh Sweat than than you are, um, but he had a phenomenal camp last year. He and Quez Watkins had the top two number of votes in my Eagles media stock up, stock down poll. Um, so uh, he was pretty, it was pretty widely accepted that he had a really, really good camp last year. And I think he's duplicated that uh, again this year. And they need him to be a good player this year because, um, I mean, they they have him and Brandon Graham on the edge. They have Hassan Reddick on the edge, of course. But if he can take his game to the next level and you've already added a guy in Hassan Reddick who has what, twenty three sacks over the last two years, then um I mean their pass rush obviously struggled a little bit last year, being second. Lowest in the NFL in in sacks. So like, you know, that alone, uh, I think, um, you know, that the addition of Graham, a potentially better Josh Sweat and then the addition of Hassan Reddick is going to make a big, big difference on the edges this year.
1: Yeah. When you mentioned me being a little bit lower on Joshua there, I just think last season was a little it's a little mischaracterized. Like he he literally went to the Pro Bowl, but I think that's a very generous Pro Bowl inclusion. I mean, he had.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: He had three and a half sacks in early December last year. Three and a half. This is like also, you know, at a time where, you know, Pro Bowl voting doesn't go through week 17 either. So uh, and he ended up getting to seven and a half now the rest of those four were picked up against the jets the giants who were missing their starting right tackle uh, at least in one of those games if not both and then washington same thing they were also missing their starting right tackle or at least he got hurt in the game so i i just wanted to see it more i wanted to see more impact plays against quality teams it feels weird saying sacks are like you know, <laughs> measuring sacks against winning teams. But I mean, you look at his numbers in those situations and he hasn't really had those as much throughout his entire career. So I'd like to see some more impact plays against quality teams, but certainly Josh wet was good today with me, not even pay- paying full attention to the defense with the offense being in front of, uh, where we were sitting. I-, I saw at least two sacks, like you mentioned, and I think both were on Deshaun Watson, um, you know, a guy who can run around. So to, to, mm-hmm, to sure. get on, in on him, uh, that was I thought those were high quality plays by him. Um, what else do you want to go to?
2: Well, I think the theme of the day for Jalen Hurts today was um, contested catches and allowing his receivers to make plays on the football. And there were a bunch of examples of it, um, not just today but yesterday and and actually more recently. Uh, but the two glaring examples today were he he found AJ Brown in the end zone. Uh, AJ Brown was being covered by Greedy Williams and A.J. Brown just bullied that dude it was like a legit 50-50 ball like each player had a had a you know a good chance at at making a play on that ball and A.J. Brown just completely ripped it away from Greedy Williams they both went up in the air for it and A.J. Brown ripped it away on his rip away Greedy Williams fell to the ground A.J. Brown kind of Stood over him, <laughs> like looked down at him for a beat before he, you know, left the field or whatever. Left, you know, threw the ball back to the official or whatever. Uh, but yeah, he he uh, he sort of emasculated Greedy Williams on that play. And then later, uh, Dallas Goddard had a, a, a contested catch. I believe that was also in the front corner of the end zone, if left I recall. Side. And thirty-seven, whose name uh, is escaping me right now. It looked like thirty-seven was going to. Pick it off and take it back the other way. You can see his eyes kind of light up with uh that ball coming in his way, and again, Dallas Goddard just took it away from him for a touchdown um so you know Jalen hurts I think that he's been sort of um, hesitant to make those kinds of throws, but he's got the he's got the goods now in a j brown and in Dallas goddard, and I think that um he's been trusting Devontae Smith to win contested catches too, maybe in different ways than he has with A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. Like, he'll throw to those guys, whether they're covered or not, uh, over the middle of the field and uh, and into the end zone, whereas I think he's a little more comfortable throwing 50-50 balls to Devontae Smith down the sideline because Devontae Smith's been doing a good job, like, going up and getting those passes. Um, So I think that, you know, one of the quibbles that we've had not quibbles, like legit uh, criticisms that we've had of Jalen Hurts is that he hasn't thrown receivers open. And I think that over the last few days, he's really worked on that and he's had success with it uh, over these last few days. Again, they the Browns didn't have Denzel Ward and they didn't have Greg Newsome, their, their two starting quarterbacks. So... You can understand where a quarterback might have more confidence throwing the ball off, you know, th- throwing these 50-50 balls or, you know, contested catches, contested catch balls to, to receivers who are clearly better than the guys who are covering them. Um, but I still think that what he has shown over the last few days on those passes has been encouraging and he's done it in the right moments where he's either liked a matchup or he's put the ball in a spot where uh, his guy has a better chance at the ball than the defender or the defender's. Uh, back is turned on the play and he just lets it rip into there. So um, for me, I like you had him as a stock up yesterday and I had him as a stock neutral and I was torn again. I was sort of torn between stock up and stock neutral yesterday and I was torn again today. But I think sort of like what I've been looking for throughout camp is him improving on areas where he is deficient. So I have him as a stock up today, actually.
1: I thought I was going to have him as a stock up when I started writing my notes because the feeling and the vibe of the Eagles practice ending on a positive note with Jalen Hurts basically or essentially leading the Eagles on a touchdown drive mm-hmm. where the Eagles were driving in the red zone and he hit Dallas Goddard first. Then he had a couple of passes batted down at the line of scrimmage, so not great, but – He ended up hitting Dallas Goddard for a touchdown on the left side to cap off the drive, although they did not get the two-point conversion, which, again, they were down by eight, if I'm correct in my understanding of that scenario. So it's like Mm -hmm. they didn't end up completing the goal. Um, He got sacked. They lost by two is what you're saying? Yeah, they lost by two. He he did get sacked on the final play. I don't know if that was totally his fault for holding it, as much as I thought Lane got beat there too, kind of maybe a combination of both. but looking back at my notes, there were a lot of, like, inaccurate throws that he had, more so in in the 7-on-7, seven 1-on-1, seven, on one, which, you know, you can say, okay, that doesn't matter as much. But then that's what I thought made him good on Thursday. So, like, you kind of have to, you know, you can't be, like, pick and choose with those. Uh You, you have to say one of those. Or if you're weighing those, you know, the same both days, then you would have to, you know, decrease what he did on day one, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um I lean more towards up than down, to be clear. But I ended up going with even because I wrote down like the good and the bad from his practice in my notes. And there were a lot of throws in the end zone where I thought he, he sailed a pass to A.J. Brown, who I thought had a chance to make a play. He sailed another pass to Dallas Goddard in the red zone, who had a chance to make a play. He threw behind a couple of his receivers. Um, one of those plays caused him to be frustrated visibly. He clapped his hand and then Sirianni kind of came over to him after that. So uh, I thought he could have done better relative to expectation I forget what the stats that ESP had he had like what six touchdowns or something which people are going to be like well, how was, could it he was, pop-?
2: It was it was all red zone to right. be clear the entire day was red zone and
1: not just red zone too but like not just like from the 20, but also like drills from like the 10. <laughs> they moved to the 10 <laughs> yes. a number of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: six is good, but I, I think it's realistically. Mean, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. In my well,
1: opinion. it's, it's versus expectation. I think there, there were opportunities yeah. for him to have like 10, 11 touchdowns today and he had six. Yeah. So I think he left some plays on the field there. And by that standard, I thought it was, it was a mixed day for him. So I went mixed and partly because two, I thought it was a bit maybe generous yesterday on the up. So I think that kind of evens out.
2: Yeah. I think on the whole, um, so I'm fine with a, a stock neutral today for the podcast. Right. Uh, because one stock up and one stock neutral right. is a little more um, – it, it tells the story of what he was over the last two days right. on the whole. I agree. Yeah. it would. I think it would be a little generous to say both were up. Um, we should talk about Goddard too because he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's He's really good. I mean he's had a phenomenal camp and – That guy, if he plays all 17 games, he's like, that guy's going to have crazy stats this year. I think he's very easily going to be over like a thousand yards. Again, he's got to stay healthy, um, which has been, I mean, he hasn't been super injury prone, but, you know, he's missed some games here and there. Um, But with Zach Ertz out of the way, he is playing at a new level. And uh, I think people are going to be, you know, very happy with with what they see out of him in 2022.
1: I thought his touchdown catch that you were talking about earlier, like that, in my mind is it's like a big boy. it's like a big yes. boy play. It's like I'm yeah. bigger than you. Like this is, and it's like oh, this is this is. <laughs> if you're the defender, like you should feel bad about yourself that you just got embarrassed basically by like a, yeah. like a big boy catch. Uh, I don't have much to add on him other than yeah, I mean he's looked great all of camp. <laughs> I can't say too many bad things about him.
2: Uh, Jordan Mylata is another one that I think we should point out quickly. He was bummed out per Lane Johnson uh, when Lane Johnson spoke on Thursday that Miles Garrett wasn't practicing. Uh, he didn't practice on Thursday. He did practice in a limited capacity on Friday. Uh, Mylata faced off on, against him on just two one-on-one reps. And I felt Mylata got the best of him on both of them my lotta felt that he was one in one uh, against miles Garrett um the one pass rush that I thought was very encouraging that Miles Garrett tried to put on him was a sort of a dip uh around the edge. My lot very easily just guided him around the edge go ahead go go way up the field and go behind my quarterback and that's fine um and on the dip, Garrett got low and Mylotta used that against him, and he put him on the ground and it was it was an impressive uh rep for for myata there when I first did sort of like a like a player review of Mylotta, he struggled with speed rushes speed rushers joe Osman generally speaking, Joe Osman used to cook him. <laughs> he had that inside spin move that would just destroy him. Those days are over like Jordan Mylotta is like a legit. I mean, we've seen him play well in, in games and whatnot, but he's now playing really well in camp. And, and there was one rep today where I didn't see exactly what happened. It was his own replay. And he opened up, I could see that he opened up a big hole on the left side of the field. Um, I didn't see exactly who he blocked or um, what was so special about his block, but he did create a hole. And uh, Jeff Stoutland was particularly fired up about it. He yelled something to the effect of like, that's going on the tape. meaning. Translation, it's going to be like a teaching rep for the other offensive lineman on what uh, to do uh, in a certain situation. So um, I remember the days where Jeff Stoutland was constantly on Jordan Mailata, yelling at him and trying to get him better that way. But now it's all like, I mean, there are moments where he'll correct him or whatever. But for the most part, it's all encouragement from uh, Jeff Stoutman, Jeff Stoutland, in uh, Jordan Mailata's direction. And he's big and he's athletically gifted but ultimately he wouldn't be what he is right now if he didn't want to be great and i think that um you know one thing that was sort of interesting to me um you know not a big deal but he said that he wanted to talk to miles garrett uh, after yeah. practice and and pick his brain on on what he thought about the way that he played and why not i mean they're not playing the browns this year it doesn't matter they're not going to play the browns for a while so um makes sense to kind of pick a, a a great defensive player's brain about, you know, how you can be better or what he saw in you or whatever. And and sure enough, right after his interview session, <laughs> right, he's right over with Miles Garrett, uh talking shop with him. So um yeah, he's he's a guy that that is a an extreme success story here in Philadelphia. And it's good to see him continue to grow as a player.
1: I think he's very authentic, and you get you know a sense of humbleness from him. He's not one to Mm -hmm. really like love talking about himself, and I think there's it's it's not just like a fake modesty thing; it's a it's genuine, and it makes sense given his background. He he, you're very humble, very humble, you know, coming into the NFL, learning how to play football, not being. By by contrast you know like a top recruit for your whole life um so i think there's something to that and i think it kind of speaks to him wanting to get better like that and, and talking to miles yard for a long time after practice because he yeah. went over after uh, he did the interview with us and then he was there when we were leaving still so he was really there chopping it up and uh, lane johnson was over there too um so yeah i think it's a very you know that's we talk about what are the value of these practices and and that's one you know mm-hmm. mod is already a good player it's not like we're you know discovering if he's going to make the team or start or whatever or be a good starter it's just like okay how much can he get better um can he maintain this and there's every reason to believe that he can um why don't we touch on a negative maybe okay we, we've kind of killed
2: kenny gainwell here <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah i feel bad for continuing to harp on kenny Gainwell. um but it was a but it's but it's you know I mean we we gotta say we, we gotta say what we saw and it was a pretty notable
1: moment so it was actually on the play where the Eagles scored a touchdown on that final drive and Nick Sirianni and Steichen too I thought was worked up uh, Sirianni was yelling at Gainwell I didn't hear
2: what he said were you able to hear that at all I didn't hear it no I missed all that I, I missed okay. I missed all all of the yelling at in Gainwell's direction. Well, yeah, Sirianni was like yelling at him. Went
1: out into the field and pulled him out of the drill. He like pulled him out of the rep. He was like, <laughs> "Get out! Like get out of there! Like get get out!" So he was really frustrated with him. I can't again speak to exactly what happened there, and, but it's crazy to me that happened on a play where they scored anyway. Not to say yeah. you know like the results only matter, but it's clear that he did something pretty uh, wrong, <laughs> and it just kind of continues the theme of like it's been a stock down summer for him. Um, meanwhile. I don't know if you saw this in person, but I'm sure you at least saw the tweets of Nick Sirianni being photographed talking to Kareem Hunt before practice.
0: Ooh, uh, I didn't this, see that.
1: This happens on the day that you wrote that the Eagles should trade for Kareem Hunt. Uh, I don't think we need to relitigate that. We got into that on Thursday's podcast. But, you know, I guess
2: something to keep an eye on. Um, The Kenny Gamewell thing might have happened when I was getting bullied by the the Brown security guard. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs>
1: brown security you should tell kept this story telling, they
2: kept telling us to move back from where we were standing so at eagles practices we're used to standing like on the sideline like five yards from the field would you say not even
1: there's a clearly marked li- yellow line yeah. at eagles practice or white line where <laughs> you
2: know you're supposed to stand behind so at the end of practice they were practicing on a field that we weren't near the entirety of the day so we all had to like run over to this er- other area of the practice fields um, to see the final, you know, 11 on 11 session of the day. And the security guard, he's like, move back. I move back. Come, he turns his back. He goes to do something else. He comes back. He sees me there after I move back. M- move back. I'm like, move back to where? Where do you want me to move back to? To the line. So I turn. There's no line anywhere. <laughs> there's no effing line. So I go, what line? And he goes, Meanwhile, there's like plays going on. I'm trying to watch the practice. He's like, uh, he goes, he goes, move back behind those boys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, what? So I turn and there's these two little kids that, like, two or three years old. They're sitting on the ground pretty far away from the field. (laughs) <laughs> he wanted me to stand behind these two stand children right them. to watch the practice. It was the weirdest thing I've ever I've ever heard at a practice. Like yeah, it was crazy. He told me to go behind you and go behind those boys. Like the boys are like like the, that's the line of defense? That's the,
1: yeah, it's the demarcation. Jimmy, you're an idiot. Everyone knows you have to stand <laughs> behind the two little kids at practice. They're going to
2: protect me from the player that runs out of bounds and might barrel me over? These, these two two-year-old kids sitting on the ground? So freaking weird. It's like, it's, it was a classic example of somebody who maybe doesn't often have authority and they're going to exercise every last bit of it when they get some. Well,
1: you famously hate service workers, Jimmy. Like the bathroom attendant.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't necessarily hate the bathroom attendant. I think the bathroom (laughs) attendant is fine. Like it's not. It's not. They're you know they're they're working. You know, man, woman, whatever. I hate when restaurants have them. (laughs) Because <laughs> they're totally pointless And I'd rather just get my paper towel Without somebody <laughs> touching it first But that's just me Don't need to relitigate this whole thing either um, <laughs> do, 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 Nobody send this to Mike Missinelli please, Oh no because he, would, he would have a cow <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a sore subject with him he, he does not like When the good name Of the bathroom attendant is besmirched um, I'm
1: looking through what else I have in my notes. A lot of little things. Kaiser White had a pick in one on one. Then he also mm-hmm. almost picked off Jacoby Brissett in eleven on eleven. I mean, man, like what a yeah. summer for him! Like he's just constantly yeah. making plays on the ball. Also with the linebackers, I wanted to mention that The zone Deem, coverage finally...
2: instincts. Sorry, but zone coverage instincts for Kaiser White are there. He he knows what he's doing uh, in on pass defense and zone coverage. And the tools, t-
1: Dean. And the tools too to capitalize on it. Like, he's, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, TJ Edward probably doesn't have the tools so much, but he's just really, you know, smart. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Kaiser, I think, has a, a mix of those both, uh, has been smart, but also has like the tools and the speed to get there. Kobe Dean made a play for the first time all summer in practice, at least that I really noticed. He, uh, knocked down mm-hmm. a Deshaun Watson pass in the end zone. So I think that was nice to see from him. Um, I don't think, Amari Cooper necessarily, like, torched the Eagles all practice long or this this these two days. But he had a lot of good reps, I would say. And I wanted to include yeah. in here, especially because it's going to annoy RJ. And it already has. I saw him quote tweet me. <laughs> like, I mean, what were the Cowboys doing away? Uh, doing traded him away for what – I mean, I know they had, like, cap whatever. But, like, still, yeah. they got worse. Like, fifth he's round a, pick, was it? Yeah, like a fifth and a seventh maybe. And – it's crazy when you look at, you know, like the market for receivers this offseason, what like, you know, AJ Brown cost and Tyreek sure. Hill cost and all these other receivers are a pretty good cost. Like getting Amari a Cooper for a fifth, like that's a no, it's a no brainer. It's a bargain. Um, so Cowboys messed up and it's, it's good for the Eagles because he caused them issues when he played for Dallas, obviously, and sure. he caused them some issues in training camp. So, uh, yeah, the Eagles will very much gladly thank the Cowboys for trading him to the Browns.
2: Yeah, they receiving the Browns receivers are terrible beyond Amari Cooper. They have I guess who is our two? Donovan Peoples Jones and then Isn't AJ Green on this team or no? AJ Green is a cornerback who plays okay. for the Browns. I saw someone um, tweet about that and I was like, what? AJ Green is here. <laughs> and then there's uh Bell. David Bell hmm. from Purdue I think.
1: Schwartz is fast. He's
2: a he's a, he's a rookie and Schwartz, Schwartz had a had a he and I I saw him catch a deep ball at one pass and then the Cowboys receivers with Cooper gone, it's Gallup who is well, I'm CeeDee Lamb of course and then Gallup who, who knows when he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh they drafted uh Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. I saw he was listed among rookies who are struggling in camp. I don't mm-hmm. know how legit all that is. Um and then James Washington, they signed as a free agent. He's hurt. He's going to be out for a significant amount of time, too. So they don't they don't have a lot of firepower there. Um anyway, we're getting a lot off topic. One one receiver from the Eagles, I do want to touch on real quick, is Jalen Rager. Yeah. Who caught a lot of passes today. He did. Volume catcher today, which is mm-hmm. out of the ordinary for him. And we've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it again. Last year, had two like what, like two phenomenal catches one in particular was crazy good catch in one-on-one yeah, posted in one-on-one all over social media went viral, but he really didn't have a good camp. <laughs> he had a lot of jobs, a lot of other mistakes. It just didn't have a very good camp at all this year. The extreme highlight reel catches have been absent, but he has made all the plays more recently. I would say like last year, half of camp first. I think the first half of camp is coming along slowly, but the the last six, seven practices or so he has made all the plays that he should make. Right. And if he's on the Eagles roster this year, that's all they need him to do as the fifth receiver. If he has to come in and and play for somebody because somebody got hurt and he plays the way that he's playing in training camp right now, he's going to be fine as a reserve. Um, but it's interesting that he had a good couple days. Today, especially was was impressive by him because he made a lot of catches. One of them was a contested catch over the middle. Um, showed some speed. Like he I know he won one deep ball. Uh deep ball is you know, a weird way of putting it, but over the top, even if it was like from the 20-yard line red zone session sort of. Um, but he had a very good day, uh, in my opinion. And and that can help when you're going against another team in practices theoretically uh because you know these scouts all talk to each other and um they hear it from the browns that jalen rager played well it's a lot better than hearing it from the eagles also am i mistaken was was
1: andrew barry with the eagles when they drafted rager or no
2: i don't think he was there yet
1: no, because he or I think he had left, I think, because he got hired early 2020, I believe, and then they drafted Rager in 2020. So, but but he was with the Eagles front office when they were kind of like scouting him, presumably, and stuff, and might have been, you know. So they might have he was might... he
2: was there 2019. He, he was with the Eagles one year, 2019, yeah. and then and, he went to the Browns 2020. But point being, you know, even if he wasn't
1: there. Andrew Barry his a relationship with Howie Roseman. Maybe they can sure. kinda, you know, operate in good faith and, and work something out. And having seen him in person a little bit look good, maybe maybe the Browns come calling. Uh <laughs> it should be noted that Rager, you know, he's having success against backups. Um not that he hasn't done well at all against starters in the whole camp, but he, you know, I think playing my point is like playing with the second team I think has helped him a little bit too. Um And to his credit, he's looked good. Yeah, he hasn't nothing flashy, I would say today. But to your point, made the plays that came to him. And that's definitely an upgrade. I still would try to try to sell relatively high. I think this is his value at its highest, probably. I think this is what he is moving forward, like best case scenario. I don't think it's that he turns into a star that he was supposed to. I think it's that he might be just like fine. Um, So I would try to sell if you can. Uh, and if not, then okay, then you have a decent depth player who still doesn't really help out in special teams so much, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. All right, anything else before we take a break?
2: No, I think we can take a break.
1: All right, let's take a break, but not before. We hear about Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. discount code BGN20 for 20% off. And Jimmy, why don't you tell me really quickly about Christian Roach of Roach Realtors.
2: 856-906-9295. Again, Eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five is where you can reach Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Uh, It would be a great favor to me if you would use her as your realtor. Brandon? To me, we will be back
1: after this.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Back here on BGN Radio. Jimmy, if, I'm not sure if you can talk about this, but didn't Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors hear from someone,
2: a listener? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she actually did just get a listing from one of our listeners. So thank you very much to that Boom. unnamed person. And uh, let's get some more of those babies cooking. So, you know, it's it's the real deal.
1: We just had to show the people it's not just something we say. like People are doing that's it. Right. So that's cool. Um
2: they will soon learn why God rated her as the best realtor in the history of the universe.
1: They will learn. So, if you're opening up a window on your browser, there's two websites you want to go to: TeresaSullivan.com and Chris Roach or sorry RoachRealtors.com. Those are the only two websites you need, except for BleedingGreenNation.com and PhillyVoice.com <laughs> as well. All right, uh, Jimmy. Just those four. Yeah, just those four. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, we both have Jalen Hurts stock even because that's kind of you can i think we we, like we said you can pick and choose between today day 14 or day 13 if you want one up the point is of these two days he had one up and one even fair
2: yeah okay. i had him down yesterday and up today you had him up yesterday and down today <laughs> so. Why well, even today Oh you, oh sorry oh, sorry not down right, yeah. not down I had him even yesterday and up today you had him up today and e- up yes. yesterday and even I felt today. Yeah. more encouraged by day 13 but uh all right MVP who's your MVP I'm going to go Josh Sweat um he was just dominant today and these aren't stiffs that they're going up against like the Browns have a very good offensive line um Jedrick Wills is their left tackle I think that's who it was going up against but mm-hmm. um yeah, this, the, he's had a legit camp uh, going up against, I mean, a good Eagles offensive line and now a good Browns off- offensive line as well. Um, again, I think he could be uh, primed for For he had a semi breakout season last year. He, as you mentioned, he went to the Pro Bowl, maybe not the mm. the uh, <laughs> maybe maybe not like a Reggie White kind of Pro Bowl appearance. But, uh, uh, you know, nice, nice thing for him to, to make the Pro Bowl. And I'm sure he's hungry to get back there again. I agree.
1: I also have Josh Sweat. I think that's the correct answer, just in the theme of the defense being good. It makes sense mm-hmm. to reward a defensive player. Who is your LVP? I, I can to go it. first. It's, it's got to <laughs> oh. be Kenny, right? <laughs> that is a... So that's a streak of, I think, um, yeah, three days in a row. LVP... Or no, sorry, you didn't give him one yesterday. You split it, but I gave him one. So he's had four in the past three total practices tough
2: yeah i feel terrible about that but i mean the team is playing really well so like i think the eagles have looked really good in practice the last few days and it's been sort of hard pinpointing you know right there's not a lot of candidates great performances and i think also with the position that he plays and the role that he plays where he's got to catch passes out of the backfield and whatnot and if we see one drop or you know, drop or two, it's a it's a very glaring, easy thing to see. Um and then of course he's getting yelled at by Sirianni and Steichen, today, yeah. which isn't great for, for him either, and pulled out of the pulled out of the rep, the practice or whatever. So uh yeah, I think he's the easy choice today. And uh yeah, feel bad that he's been sort of we've been harping on him, but it's just what we've see. It's just what we what we've seen. So apologies to Kenny. Did you notice
1: the swing pass that like open seven on seven or 11 on 11 whatever it was did you see that today it was the, uh, was the
2: yeah to the left side right it was the exact play yeah. that i was talking about that they did, did the once again <laughs> i was just like what as it yeah, was it got it got like two yards and he and he got and he got quickly wrapped up
1: i think he also came in motion on that play and as i saw that happening like they're gonna throw it <laughs> to it's, gonna go, it's gonna go for two yards and sure enough i was like come on um i am not gonna go Kenny Gainwell oh, I'm going go okay. Ken Eddie Brooks I oh, felt bad all right. kinda, and he, he had a couple of, he actually had a nice uh, catch on an angle route in one on one but then in team drills Jimmy are you drinking wine Guinness can't. okay nice I just had to I was I, was curious. I got room service wow a, fancy a couple man
2: Guinness a little uh, flatbread delicious <laughs>
1: Uh, I have Kennedy Brooks because I saw him drop a couple passes and also just didn't really show me a whole lot as a runner. So and just overall as a camp, too, I don't think he's, you know, there was some thought like, oh, the Eagles signed Kennedy Brooks. That was a good signing. Maybe he can be like their Jordan Howard or maybe mm-hmm. he can make the team. I don't think so. I don't Not think happening. he's shown. Yeah, agreed. So I'm going to put him down. Uh Play of the day. I think this is. Quite clearly, A.J. Brown, mossing Greedy Williams.
2: Yeah, that's it for me. And uh, the look down at him gave it a little extra juice. You could maybe also go Dallas Goddard with his contested catch as sure. well. But, uh, yeah, I think the A.J. Brown play was one that, you know, everyone watching that from the stands is like, ooh. Yeah. And those happen like once a, once a day. So uh, he had the ooh play of the day.
1: That is true. And also, it's a little funny to me that A.J. Brown just talked yesterday about how he doesn't talk trash. And in fairness to him, maybe he didn't say anything to Greedy Williams after looking at him. But he certainly <laughs> talked trash with his
2: actions. So, uh, so there you go. And he deserved it. Did he get a flag for that in a game? Um, I say no. It wasn't over the top. I don't but think he should. It was, should, it was enough. Clear. It was enough for to make us go. Oh, we looked. Oh, we looked at him. I think. I think.
1: <laughs> I think so. That just happened. I, I believe I saw that in a like a clip. I think it might have been during the Eagles preseason game last week. I saw a clip of some other team getting like penalized for something really dumb, just like yeah. that. Someone catching a touchdown and then looking down at them. I know that's like a big thing in basketball. You can't do like if you dunk on someone or something like that, and you look and you stand over them. Like the refs going to tee you
2: up like every single time, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is dumb. But I don't think he like stood over them though. He just, he he stood where he, uh, he did, he stood where he already was and just looked down at him.
1: Yes, nearby, but yes. All right. Um, this has been the Eagles Browns joint training camp practices. There's only two, it goes fast to me. It feels like I just got to Cleveland. Um, but here we are wrapping up on Friday night. A bunch of Eagles reporters have already flown home. I'm leaving early tomorrow. Slackers, slackers. Um, here we are podcasting at freaking. 7:40, uh, 8 p.m. on a Friday night that's in right. Cleveland. Dedication. Um, that's why we are the only podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, any takeaways about Cleveland, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, I walked around the flats this morning, um, and it was fun. Like I liked it, but it almost looks like a Scooby Doo ghost town mm. <laughs> down there. It's, the city's got the city's got like a weird vibe to it, in that it looks like it could be like. Abandoned at some point, um, but at the same time, there's like tons of restaurants everywhere, and uh, like it's it's got like a lot of it's it's got like warehouses all over the place. It's kind of got that kind of look to it. It's definitely like a blue collar town, um, and I've been out here a number of times. Okay, of my family out here, but um, yeah, it's I I, I I I'm staying downtown, so there's a lot near like where I am in my hotel but uh yeah i mean it's better than i thought it was going to be before i came here i have been i my opinion of cleveland has been raised uh from this trip
1: i agree with that i that's why i wanted to bring this up not that i like love it or anything but i think a lot of times it gets brought up in oh cleveland like sorry i like people were <laughs> yeah. saying that to me when i was telling them i'm going to cleveland uh for these practices so I had low expectations, but like it's been fine. I think it, my, my two word description of Cleveland, Cleveland, maybe they can put this like on a welcome to Cleveland sign is eminently fine. Like it's fine. It's totally, it's fine. There's nothing, it's perfectly cromulent, if you will. It's, it's That's fine. Right. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, maybe stop hating on it so much for the haters. And, uh, I don't think anyone's hyping it up, but if you are tone it down a little bit, it's fine. Uh, all right. This has been BGN Radio, episode 269. Nice. This has been Brandon Lee Gowton, and that's been Jimmy Kemsky. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Brandon Gowton, at Jimmy Kemsky. You can check out our work at bleedinggreennation.com and affiliatevoice.com, respectively. Check out our sponsors at righteousfelon.com using discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. And you can go to roachreelters.com or call or text this phone number. 856 906 9295. If you're looking to buy, sell, rent a house, or looking for real estate advice and such, uh, the Eagles will not be practicing on Saturday. They will, they will be having a walkthrough before their game on Sunday where the starters will presumably not be playing. The Brown starters are not playing, according to Kevin Stefanski. Oh, is I, that right? Okay. If I saw that right, I believe. Yeah. So I don't think the Eagles starters will be playing, especially because. Like, they look good did, did in a good practice. Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think they earned the day off. Um. So, but whatever. Watch it anyway, and then watch all of our, and read our post-game content anyway. Give us all the clicks and the listens and everything, because that's what we need, baby. Uh. So, that's what's coming up next. The Eagles will then have an off day Monday before they go down to Miami to practice against the Dolphins starting on Wednesday. So, that's what's coming up. Uh. Thanks for sticking with us here. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you all next time.
2: Goodbye, everybody.
1: P-G-N
3: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier.